Hi, and thanks for joining us on the Crossroads Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message by Chris Van Bibber. If you would like more resources or to reach out, you can find us at www.crossroadslismore.com. There's a story that I heard about a doctor who was walking through a park. And the doctor saw one of his patients walking, and he's an elderly man, but he was had a bounce in his step, and he was excited, and he was laughing, and he was holding the hand of a very young and attractive lady. And the doctor walked over to him when they were able to get separated, and he, he, went, he went up to him and he said, you're doing really well. Um, what's going on? And the, old, the older man just said, I'm just taking your advice. You said to go get a hot mama and be cheerful. And the doctor said, I didn't say that. I said, you've got a heart murmur, be careful. <laughs> oh, I, I, think the, I think the man just wanted to hear, get a hot mama. <clears throat> Good thing we've already got one. Right, Tim? <laughs> yep, yep. So there's a big difference between listening and hearing. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Not about hot mamas. Every believer wants to hear from God. We want to hear what God's saying. But not every believer wants to learn the art of listening to God. There's a difference. Can you do both? Yes. When I grew up watching Charlie Brown, (laughs) a.k.a. 1980s, um, Charlie Brown, every time they went to class, and any time an adult was talking, all you could hear the adult say was, wah, 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 because I guess that's the way kids listen to adults. You could hear the kids talk all the time, but the adult's message was just blah. And anytime you've taught a student or you've worked with children or you have children and you've ever used the statement, Do you, are you hearing me? They'll always nod their head and say, yeah, because they hear sound. That's hearing. But when you say, are you listening to me? That's when they just kind of sit there and they know not to answer because they're not listening. (laughs) Listening is receiving the message. Hearing is noticing the sound. And a lot of times men are guilty of that as well when they're in a room when the TV's on and the wife would like to say, you listening to me? He just nods his head, but his eyes are at something else. And we have um, a problem sometimes hearing. And when you have a problem hearing, Audibly, you go see a audiologist, right? Is that audiologist? See, I was right. I just didn't say it right. <laughs> audiologist or audiotherapy—they'll help you with your hearing problem. If you have a listening problem, that's up to you to correct. No one can correct a listening problem but you. Let me ask you a question: When was the last time God spoke to you? When was the last time you can remember when did God speak to you last? When many times we come up, we wake up in the the morning and we pray and we just ask God, like today, Lord, I just, I need peace today. I need, I need strength to resist. I need patience with my children. These are the things that I'm praying for today. And we just say, thank you, Lord. We know it's going to happen. And we just, um, we wait for that message. And then we just go on through the day. And an hour later, 
we're looking at our kids going, hurry up and get ready. Why aren't you dressed yet? You're going to be late. And we get them to school. And then we go to our work, and we're driving behind someone who's really slow. And we're like, come on, hurry up. Why are you going this slow? And we keep saying stuff like through the day. And we wondered why God didn't give us peace or patience or strength for the day. Because sometimes we think that the answer to prayer is going to be an audio voice of God that says, you will have peace today when you do this. But sometimes God is answering our prayers throughout the day and the circumstances of life. He gives us the opportunities to hear him with peace. He offers us a chance and an opportunity to grab hold of peace. And instead, we grab hold of the hurry up button instead of the peace that's provided. He can speak through his presence, not just through his voice. If you're in a predicament, if you're needing an answer, if you're short on solutions, that's when we want to hear from God. Because when we hear from him, I think Sean Bowles said it, when we hear from God, our options change. When we hear the voice of God speak to us, there are more opportunities for him to show us that there is a way when there seems to be no way. And I want to share quickly this morning the story of Moses because Moses has one of the most dynamic relationships and communication with God through the whole Bible. He was known as a friend of God. And Moses had a very unique relationship with God. God appeared to Moses. God spoke to Moses like a friend. You see this dialogue going back and forth. And from the very beginning, when God spoke to Moses through a burning bush, he got his attention through a bush and spoke through the bush. I think we all would be able to stop and listen when you see a burning bush that's not being burned up. And God spoke through it. And I just thought about it this week. God could have spoke to Moses on the road to wherever, gathering his sheep or doing his stuff, whatever Moses did. God could have spoke to him in that spot and used his voice. But he decided to speak through something. God can speak through things to us as well. He chooses to speak through life and people and situations and his word. The question that we have to ask is, are we willing to stop and listen when it's not a burning bush? Can we find ways that God speaks through us? And sometimes people can take it too far and say, I will assume that if I get a parking spot at the front of Woolies right now when I'm driving, then God is saying he loves me. <laughs> Has anyone ever had that thought before? Because I know we've thought a little bit. If something happens, then God speaks. Now, that doesn't mean that God still won't use situations around us to speak to us, especially if you start noticing a denomination that's like something is reoccurring, and I'm noticing a theme here. But I grew up also hearing people when I, the denomination that I grew up in, um, I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time, and that's when Oral Roberts was, was still alive. And I remember him saying some things that he heard from God, and in my denomination, we went, that's crazy. No one hears things like that. And we just counted off as, as uh, what's the word, um, just not right. It just didn't seem like that, that person could hear from God like that. So we thought that they were loony or crazy. And the thing we have to remember is that when we hear from God, it's always going to line up with his word, with his nature, and with his character. And so now I've never wanted to tell someone, you, you're not hearing from God, if it's lining up with his word, his nature, and his character. 
And we're going to talk about the different ways that God can still speak to us in just a minute. Now Moses, when he saw God and he saw the burning bush, he heard from God. And as soon as he starts this rapport with God, you see this many times with Moses. God speaks, and then Moses says, but, or there's a question, who am I, Lord, that I would speak for you? Why would you choose me? And so God just says, okay, you need some more proof. I'll tell you this, or I'll show you. And so God says, what's that in your hands? And Moses didn't play dumb. He said, it's a staff. So we know the story. He uses the staff. It turns into a snake. The Lord says, pick up the snake with his tail. He picks it up on his tail, and it turns back into a staff. Then he says to Moses, put your hand in your cloak. He puts his hand in his cloak and pulls it back out, and it's leprous. It's some kind of disease on his hand. And then he tells Moses, put it back in. And he does this again. He does this with a cup of water, turns it into blood on the ground. And God always speaks to us and gives us a plan when he speaks to us. He's not just going to say, do something. But there'll be a plan coming with the, the words that he gives us. He said to pick up the, the, staff with a, uh, the snake with a tail. That was a plan. That was a way to get it back without being bit. So the very thing in front of you could be the very thing that God is speaking to you through. What's in your hand? What's in front of you? What's God asking you to do? Don't fear then when God speaks, even if it is a snake, even if it is something that would make you go, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't expecting that. Don't be afraid. So much of the questions that Moses had with God was because he was afraid. It was based out of fear. Don't allow your it can't happen thinking with his all things are possible believing because he can do it. If he's asked you to do it, he will supply a way and he will make a way for it to happen. Physical obedience brings spiritual abundance. God gave a plan to Noah. He gave a plan to Gideon. He gave a plan to Solomon. He gave a plan to Nehemiah. You see it again and again, even in your own life. When Moses went to Pharaoh and God gave him the command to go see Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go, Moses still had questions and doubts. And even when he went to see Pharaoh and tell him, it didn't work out like he thought it was going to be. He thought, I've got a word from the Lord. I'm going to tell Pharaoh, and Pharaoh is just going to relent because I have a message. I'm obeying, and it's going to happen, but it didn't. Pharaoh told him to get out and go. It's, I'm not going to let him go. God hardened his heart. But it says in Exodus 5, verse 22, that Moses returned to the Lord. I caught that this week, maybe for the first time. I hadn't seen that before. Moses returned to the Lord. If you hear from him again, if you hear from him the first time and it didn't happen like you thought, return to the Lord. Go back and listen again, because it doesn't mean it didn't work. God had a plan, and it was to harden Pharaoh's heart and also test Moses in his obedience. Return to the Lord. He gives us new options. When Moses was carrying the Israelites away after the people had already been delivered, and he got to the Red Sea, and the people started grumbling, uh-oh, what am I going to do now? Because Moses kept hearing the backbiting and the grumbling from all the people, he returned to the Lord. And when he returned to the Lord, God gave him a solution and told him to put his staff in the sea, and you know the rest of the story. Now, there's a debate among theologians that has said that God's word is enough. God speaks through his word, and that's all we need to know. 
And I agree with that statement. But I also believe that God still speaks through his word, and he still speaks to his people. The Greek word for word in the Bible, I believe it's Greek, is logos and rhema. The logos word is his word. It's the divinely inspired word of God. That doesn't change. He speaks through his logos, and we still read it through the lens of God speaking to his people. It's powerful. Even speaking his word out is still powerful. Try it in a public school and see what happens. Try it in any school and see what happens. And pray through it. Read over it. Apply it to your life. But he also gives us his rhema word. A rhema word is a freshly spoken word that we believe in prophecy. God gives us words to be able to give to people that help unlock their destiny and find more of themselves in him. We speak words that encourage people, that edify people, that comfort people, that line up with his word. I'm not saying we don't believe in the Bible. We fully believe in God's word. I'm just no, I just believe in my life that I have heard God speak to me and give me words, messages, wisdom to other people that have helped open up their eyes to something new that they never thought of before, and I didn't think of it. It came from the Holy Spirit. And that I believe that God, every word that God gives us also has the unique and powerful ability to carry out that word and make it happen. That's why it's so important that we speak what we hear God say. Because when God speaks, he creates. We see it from the very beginning of time in Genesis. God spoke and created the world. So when he speaks to us, he's creating in us. He's creating in me. He's creating my faith and my belief system, belief system to expand, to receive more, to believe more, to be more of what he's called me to be. And when we speak that word, we are relaying the words of life, his words, creating in people hope, creating opportunities to believe, creating for their faith to increase or to know Christ for the first time. I was reading in Psalms 95, which also is quoted in Hebrews 3. He said, if you would listen, do not harden your hearts. This was Moses and the Israelites again, but it's quoted again in Hebrews. If you would listen, do not harden your hearts. Now, Steve has been preaching some fire messages over the last three, message, three sermons about digging wells, pitching new tents, going outside of the camp, um, building altars. I was talking about accessing the supernatural. All of these things, and knowing where to dig, knowing which tent size to use, all of these things are gonna be difficult if you're not hearing. If you try to go out there on your own and find out where to pitch the tent, if you're trying out to find out where am I gonna dig, where am I supposed to redig, if I'm not listening, I'm gonna be going in circles, just like the Israelites did. And you're gonna find yourself doing a lot of work without much fruit. So it's really important that we hear and we listen to what God is saying and where he is leading and what it looks like for you on how to dig, on how to build, all that stuff. Now some of the hindrances from hearing and listening to God, and there's a lot, I'm going to start with a couple of them just to remind us to look out for these things this week as we listen and as we, as we um, hear from God. The first one is distractions. We live in a very noisy society. It's very loud in our world right now. And there's a, there's a parable, there's a story of a Native American Indian who went to go visit New York City. And as he's in the city, he gets out of the cab with the person who brought him into town. And he gets out and he walks three steps. And it's 
you know, New York City, you've seen the movies, there's taxis, there's cars, there's buses, there's people walking, there's airplanes going across, there's trains, there's lots of noise in New York City. But within a few seconds, the Native American stops and he says, do you hear that? And the person who's with him is like, what do you, I hear a lot of stuff, what are you hearing right now? It's, there's a lot of noise, I don't know what you're talking about. And the Native American Indian said, I hear, I hear something and it sounds a lot like that. He goes behind a pole, and there's a little cricket. <laughs> this American Indian hears a cricket in the midst of all of that noise. And the person who's with him said, how did you hear that in the midst of all of this? And the Indian said, it just depends on what you're listening for. He's used to hearing nature. He's used to hearing sounds from God. And sometimes we're listening to that <laughs> through the whole message. But I'm not, I'm not. I'm, I'm listening to him, so I don't know what you're listening to. Doesn't make you not spiritual or anything. Um, the other, another thing is time. We have a time factor. There's not enough time in the day to hear the things because as soon as you wake up, you've got lunches to make, you've got things to get ready, you've got to get up to work, you've got people to call, you've got things and clean up and all these things to do. And so we find it hard to have time to hear from God. Not having time to spend with him in intimacy. When I was a youth pastor, I loved youth retreats because they're a chance to get away and take your youth away from church, away from their influences, and to spend two or three days in the middle of nowhere. And at that time, all they had was iPods. So we said, no pagers, no iPods, <laughs> just, just you. And you, they had to talk to each other on the bus, that kind of thing, tell stories. But every youth retreat I ever went on was always successful. It was always one of the most top things that you'd ask them through the whole year that we did, and they would always say that retreat was at the top of the list. And it's pretty easy to figure out why. It's because we removed them from their normal situations and their daily routines. We took away the distractions of their devices and their video games, and we gave them a chance to focus on God and each other. It's a pretty easy formula, if you want a formula, but it's a pretty easy solution to hear from God is to remove those things that are causing you to not hear Him. And so when you allow space and you set up a time, whether you do your own certain time in the day or have your own personal retreat where you can go somewhere, but the thing is, how valuable is it for you to have time with God? As I'm getting older, I'm realizing it's really important. My days don't go the same when I don't spend my time with him and I don't hear from him. So create that time and look for that time to spend with him. It's said in Psalms 95, a hard heart what causes a hard heart? That's another hindrance to hearing from God. And a hard heart can be a number of things. Sin, unforgiveness, bitterness, pride, disappointment, pain. Lots of things can cause a hard heart. And that's one of the first things to ask is, how's my heart right now? What's the condition of my heart before I spend time with him? I'm not going to hear him if I have a hard heart. That's for me. When God speaks, he creates. And on Friday night, I went out with my wife for a long overdue date night. I saw John and Michelle there. They had their nice little date night as well. And it was a really fun night because it was a chance for us to talk. 
and to not have the distractions and to have a moment where we created our own space. And what was really funny is that through our time, and I didn't ask you for permission, but I hope you'll be okay with this. Um, after we finished eating, I just said, um, yeah, how full are you? And I guess I said it in such a way that I was really engaged. I was really serious. And I was like, how full are you? Because we had just finished eating. I was expecting to hear, well, I can maybe eat one more piece of dessert. But um, she actually took a few seconds to think about that question. I thought, I thought it's a pretty easy, pretty easy question. This is going somewhere else. And we went into an hour-long conversation <laughs> of not just her life, but my life. Because a question opens up a discussion. And I'm learning, even in my quiet time, even during the day, even at that restaurant, there was a student who was serving us, and I remember her from Richmond River in my SRE class. And that was two years ago, and I could not remember her name. I only had four students in that class. But I asked Holy Spirit, what was her name? And he gave me Amelia, which actually was the other girl in the class. And then when she walked back later, the word Freya popped up. I've never had a friend named Freya. I don't know that name, but it came up in my head because I asked him a question. Sometimes we just need to ask a question. We've been trying to teach our boys what's Holy Spirit say about this right now? Or what, what do you think, what time we're going to get back to this place? Just to ask questions. Have you asked him, Lord, what, what, do, you, what do you love about me right now? What do you want me to learn in this season right now, Lord? And listen. When I asked the question, and I asked my beautiful wife, how full are you? I didn't just jump in and say, do you want something else? Can I get you this? Or would you like a tea? Or would you like, I just waited. And I saw the mind wander, and I thought to go, okay, I'm going to keep waiting. We, we need to develop the art of creating the curiosity with us and the Lord. And I believe there's also a part of hearing from God that we need to be okay with not hearing. Because sometimes in the not hearing, we remember the mystery of God and allowing him to be the great and mighty, mysterious God and developing a fear of God that keeps us coming, that keeps us seeking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And as um, Tony alluded to earlier, ask, seek, and knock. Seek him, keep seeking, keep listening. But then also in Revelations, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. Are we listening to his knock? Because he wants to come in, as he says in Revelations, to those who open the door will allow me to come in and eat with them. So there's an invitation from him every day that is calling us, that is knocking on our door, that wants to fellowship with us. He wants to talk with us. He's got a lot to say, too. You know those text messages, and I'll finish with this. When you send a text message to someone, especially on the iPhone, you see your messages are in blue when I send a message to someone. And when the other person responds, I think it's in gray, white, gray, green, gray. Let's say gray. So my discussion sometimes with God is blue, 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 blue. And you know when the other person is texting, it has that little dot, 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 and it's like bubbling, bubbling. It's, that means my, Kale saw that the other day, and he's like, what is that? That means mommy's texting back. She's responding. Just wait. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Mommy must have got distracted. We're still waiting for the return, for the reply. But that's sometimes what we need to do is wait, wait, wait. We live in an instant society where we got to have the word right now. And God doesn't have to speak right now if he doesn't want to. He will. But just be prepared for the waiting because the message is coming. And I want my prayer dialogue to be gray, gray, 
blue, gray, gray. I want to have him speaking to me. I'll learn more that way. He's got more to say. His ways are higher than my ways. There's a song I'd encourage you to listen to this week from Chris McClarney said, I'm listening. Because when he's listening, he's got words that bring life. So I'm just going to close with us giving a chance to hear and listen from God. Be appropriate, right? And then you can practice it this week. Father, I thank you right now that you are speaking. You love to speak because we love to speak to those that we love. Just as we communicate with our children and our spouses and our friends, we want to communicate with you. We want to be friends with you like Moses was. And that cannot happen if we don't develop the time and the intimacy and the desire and the passion to want to hear from you. Holy Spirit, we pray and ask for that desire to hear from you. Because when you speak, you give us life. You bring life. You bring options and solutions. And we know our world needs solutions to the problems that are all around us. And everything that we need in this world can come from the voice of you. So right now, quiet our hearts, quiet our minds, and may we ask you a question. Father, what can I learn from you now? Holy Spirit, what are you teaching me in this season? How can I be more like you? Who needs to hear a word of encouragement today? And when you get that picture of that name, make it an action to do it today. Father, give us ears to hear and a heart to listen. And let the hope and the anticipation give us the desire to can't wait to meet with you. And when we hear, help us to obey. Thank you that you actually desire to speak with us. Thank you that you want to talk with your children. Thank you that the words you give us bring life, bring hope, and bring joy. We love being your children, and we love being used by you. So speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's clean those spiritual ears out this week, and let's watch God use you. The other thing I would say is just remember the story of Samuel. Read that story over this week. Because Samuel, it said every time he got up to go talk to Eli about where, about God, what's that voice? Samuel didn't know the voice. And Eli told him to go back. And then finally, the last time, he said, go back. And then it says in the word that Eli went to his place. He rested. That's how he heard. He was in a place of rest. And he went to his place. Find your place to hear from him this week. Position yourself to hear and rest. All right, have a great week and a good day off tomorrow.